Well, hello, heathens. We are back today. KC, you there? I'm here. Hi, y'all. Ah, yes, KC. So today we're going to be going over some more Bible stuff. Apparently Moses is um, hes uh, out there. He's proven that he's not a cuck. And so he's going to take his people and he's going to go. So he, he just outright kills all the firstborn of Egypt. And then he's like, I'm going to bounce. You dig? And, and Pharaoh's like, just get the fuck out of here. No, no, Moses didn't kill the firstborns. Wait, wait, you're telling me Moses is an all gangsta and went house to house capping newborn babies and the firstborn in general, like in the head with his staff? No. What are we even reading this book for? We need gangsta violence in order to sell this. Oh, there's totally gangsta violence. There's gangsta violence? Totally. Just not on behalf of Moses. He's he's a, a Jew and they don't do gangsta violence. Who does the gangsta stuff? I don't know, but not typically Jews, do they? I don't know of any Jew gangs that are still around. <laughs> do they deal more in the mafia like the Italians? I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, heathens, welcome back to the Daily Bible Podcast. We are talking about the last plague and basically Pharaoh getting fed up. So, uh, Casey, why don't you kick it off for us? All right. So, um, if you guys remember, we are on the last plague, which, you know, is the firstborns. We've already gone through. I know it's been a couple weeks. Sorry about that. We were away in Milwaukee um, and getting ready for that the, the week before. And then when we got back from Milwaukee, we drove back all the way on Monday. And so, you know, Tuesday, it was just a little getting a podcast ready. It was a little hectic. You know, we've gone through all of the plagues so far. The last one we did was, what, darkness? Is that the last one we did? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So darkness. So what we're starting on today is Exodus chapter 12. Um, and in Exodus chapter 12, we start with God telling Moses and Aaron basically the instructions for Passover. So, and it's not just for Passover. It's like for setting up... Um, Israel, because this is really the um, formation of the state of Israel, right? Well, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, it, as we all know, this is resolved easily. Yeah. The whole state of Israel and everything like that. I mean, oh, yeah. It's totally not still going on today. No. Yeah. Um, so the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, in Egypt, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. Now, I'm going to stop here because it's interesting. Um, the, from the original Hebrew translation, they use lamb. But the word that is used in the original Hebrew can also be uh, translated into the word kid. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on here. Like, <laughs> lamb, kid, I don't know. Seems like that's not a word you would want in your language. <laughs> you know, go and get the lamb for the slaughter. Wait, do you mean the lamb or the kid? I can't tell by the, your usage of the word. <laughs> do you want us to murder the firstborn here? I don't know. Well, so it's interesting because um, 
lamb is used a lot in the Bible. So if you used the, like if you translated it into kid instead of lamb, there's a lot of human sacrifice going on here. It's it's almost like the religions in Central America where, you know, they <laughs> they slaughtered people as, as a blood sacrifice to their sun gods. It, it is in no way a similar fucking thing no. at all. Mm. So it's interesting because they take they take this lamb and and we'll go through it. But the, the summary is they they roast it and eat it and then use its blood for you know, to save them and so, redeem them. So potentially we're talking about Jewish cannibals that eat their firstborn. Well, it's, it doesn't have to be the firstborn. It's just, you have to pick a lamb and there are criteria for the lamb. So we'll get to that too. It's very interesting. But if you replace lamb with kid, which you can do because the Hebrew word can mean either. Right. You, you have to like, this is a, this is also another thing that's, that's, um, common in translating the bible and shit because uh you know a lot of people don't take into consideration the context surrounding it so like if they're not specific about how they say it an ambiguous word is just that fucking ambiguous if you don't know if it's talking about a lamb or a kid i i i don't see how you can argue argue for either one but the the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it relates to the G, the Jesus exists stuff with James and the brother of Christ and all this other shit. So, well, yeah, but I mean, it's kind of obvious that they have to use the translation to lamb because if they use the translation to kid, that Christianity would be a whole different kind of religion. Yeah, you would be eating people, right? And, and well, I mean, you kind of already do eat a person, right? If you're Catholic, you you yes. when you take communion, you think that it's a, the literal body and the literal blood. Yes, did they believe in transubstantiation? Well, the church does. Most Catholics, at least most Catholics that I know and have known and grew up with since I grew up Catholic, uh, most people didn't believe that. They believed it was symbolic, but the church's official stance, and you know, some people like my stepmother, fully believed in transubstantiation that you are eating the actual body and drinking the actual blood of Christ. Like it turns into actual flesh and blood, which is horrifyingly disgusting. And also really not believable because the wine was fucking delicious. Did you, did you guys have good church wine? Because we had excellent church wine. Church wine was the shit. Ours was probably box wine. Cause I mean, like my family is pretty much alcoholic. So I, I don't know. Our wine was really good. In fact, my grandmother used to um, used to go to the she used to get the wine from the church for like dinners and stuff like because <laughs> they have they get the wine like before it's blessed, you know, like before they do the whole blessing, no, thing, no, no, like no. just the wine I, because I, it was the best wine. It was so good. I would get I would, I would get blessed wine. And, and anytime I had dinner, it's like, don't worry, guys, you're drinking the blood of Christ right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't. They don't actually sell the blessed wine. They don't. I, they bless. I would it pull right strings. There. Like yeah. I would be like, hey, you know, if I slip you another hundred dollars, you gonna <laughs> you gonna do the little crossy thing and make make it all Jesusified. <laughs> Turn that shit into blood, Pastor. I want to. <laughs> I want to be a vampire for a night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super weird. So the way that they determine how many lambs are taken is the size of the household. It says if any household is too small for a whole lamb, 
they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year old males without defect. <laughs> still i don't i don't see how I, I, at this point i still see it as as um, i'm trying to keep in mind it could be a kid that they're talking about they yeah. could be talking about a kid here yes. it's like a year old male that doesn't have a third nipple like <laughs> <laughs> jimmy's got a third nipple he's safe honey he's safe yeah yeah or if somebody's got a club thumb like you have like <laughs> <laughs> oh don't worry he's got he's got toe thumbs yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats, okay? So on, that happens on the 10th day of the first month of their calendar, okay? This is, this is like, way too much, like, record-keeping and everything for me. I mean, it's like, on the 10th day of the third month of the, th- of the fifth trimester, I, I need you to slaughter a goat or a lamb <laughs> or a kid. Well, wait, what was that last one? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're accountants it's fine um, <laughs> um so <laughs> so you have to do you have to pick one on the 10th day you take care of them until the 14th day uh when all of the people in the community of israel must slaughter them at twilight Wait, so like you're just sitting there with the goat tied down. The goat doesn't know what the fuck's happening. And you got the little cleaver above your head. You're just waiting for it. It's like, is it twilight yet? Somebody tell me when it's twilight. Is it twilight? Oh, fuck. It wasn't twilight. <laughs> Give me another goat. Or or lamb or child. Or, or lamb or child. <laughs> you know, maybe they made the children sleep with the lambs and goats. I I don't know. They could have. We don't know what these barbarians would have done. We don't. We don't know. Um, So they slaughtered them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. Okay, so how is this in any way fucking sane? Like, at all? I mean, if you were interrogating somebody and they're like, listen, okay, on on the tenth day of the third month, what or first month, I've got to slaughter a goat and then paint my door with its blood. No. Sir, sir, <laughs> how long have you been painting your doors with, with the blood of animals? <laughs> we, we would like to paint a timeline. I mean, we would like to create a timeline here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is an annual thing, so they do this every year. Well, exactly. You just got to look for that one weird fucking person that's got blood on their doors in the apartment complex. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) well, who would have killed this little kid? I don't know. But, you know, the the, the Shamils up there on the third floor painted their door (laughs) with his blood. Could be them. Yeah. Um, So that same night that they kill everything at twilight and paint their their door frames with blood, um, they are to eat the meat of the animal that or or kid that they slaughtered roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or cooked in water, but roast it over the fire head legs and inner parts. Do not leave any of it until morning. If some is left until morning, you must burn it. So, so let me get this straight. They're advising them to eat the asshole. Um, head, you have to you have to please. eat everything, including the inner parts and the asshole. Eat everything. I mean, I I guess if you want to take it there, 
I do want to take it there because when you say you got to eat all of that animal, I'm thinking I'm not too keen on like the eyeballs, the brain, or the asshole of this animal. (laughs) Well, yeah, okay. So here, God is instructing the Jews on how to eat the ass of goats, (laughs) lambs, or children. (laughs) Groceries. Okay, so this is how you are to eat it. Now for the dress code. You ready? Yeah. This is how you are to eat it with your cloak tucked into your belt. So you're not allowed to masturbate while you're doing this. Shit. I can't masturbate while I no. cook my food. No. That's like every night for me. Yeah. You have to have sandals on your feet. Instead um, of your head. I guess. And, you know, surprisingly, you also have to eat with your staff in your hand. Okay, so like, if they don't do it like this, what is God going to strike them down? Like, like, uh, oh, oh, the the Johnsons over there, they didn't eat correctly. That guy did not have his sandals on. They were tucked away under the table. Fuck him. I'm shoving a lightning bolt up his ass like I'm goddamn Zeus. Yeah, kind of. Actually, they they get banished from Israel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's going to like, that's a shitty fucking family, isn't it? It's like, listen, my dad. He did not tuck in his shirt when he was making shit. Okay. Or, or he banish his ass. Or he wasn't holding his staff while he ate. Oh yeah, he didn't hold his staff at all. He was like, take the staff, shove it up that guy's ass over there. I don't know if anybody it, I mean, maybe some of our listeners have been to a Passover dinner with um a Jewish family. I have uh before. I, I can't recall about people's shirts being tucked in or not. Um, but I do not recall every single person at the table holding a staff while they ate. <laughs> how, how awkward would that be in nowadays? It's like, all right, we're just sitting down for a meal. Give me my staff, honey. <laughs> you shall not pass without eating all of this goat. <laughs> or, or lamb. Or, or lamb. Or Jimmy. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, also, eat in haste as it is the Lord's Passover. So, Eat that shit quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's got staff in hand. All right. Eat in haste. Just shove your face in the bowl and slurp it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn, both men and animals, which is which is interesting. I don't understand why, but that's OK. Um, I will bring judgment on all of the gods of Egypt. Wait, wait, so God is acknowledging other gods? Yeah. Is this, this God's... This is not the first time he's done it in the Bible either. Is this God's final solution? <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, that was that was the, the worldwide flood, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't the final solution since it happened prior to this, and this is all fucked up. And this was his final solution to Egypt. Uh, he says, I am the Lord. Thanks for the fucking clarification again. Uh, the blood will be a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Well, I mean, honestly, I would pass over any door that had blood on it, too. I mean, you imagine you're walking down the street and you see <laughs> you see Jimmy's parents have painted the, their door with blood. You're just like, oh, yeah, I'm keep not keep walking. I'm not selling fucking Girl Scout cookies <laughs> to that house. <laughs> nope. Fuck that, girls. Let's go on to the next place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so God continues. This is a day you are to commemorate for the for the generations to come. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance 
For seven days you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your houses. For whoever eats anything with yeast in it from the first day through the seventh must be cut off from Israel. Doesn't that seem a little excessive to you? Yeah, that is very authoritarian. Uh, what do they have against yeast? Like, I, don't, what? <laughs> I don't know, but you'll... Okay, so I counted because I was really interested. In this chapter, well, in this section, which is chapter 12 and the beginning of chapter 13 through... Um, verse 16, um, they mention yeast and not being able to eat yeast and not having yeast in your home. And if you eat yeast, you will fucking be banished from the world um, 13 times. Oh, fucking unlucky number there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't know what this fuck has against yeast, but it's serious. So if you have yeast in your house from the from the 14th to the 21st, of whatever fucking month this is, um, you you are no longer allowed to be part of um, the Jew Club. <laughs> the Jew Club. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, on the first day, hold a sacred assembly, and another one on the seventh day. Do no work at all on these days, except to prepare food for everyone to eat. That is all you may do. I also don't know many Jewish people who... Um, who do this, <laughs> who don't, who take an entire week of vacation to do nothing but the week prior to Passover. Well, I mean, I don't know a lot of Jewish people in North Alabama, but I mean, I, I haven't heard of this as a common occurrence. So, but you would think they could probably get off work like without religious time taken. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. Celebrate the feast of unleavened bread because it was on this very day that I brought your divisions out of Egypt. Celebrate this day as a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. In the first month, you you two are eat, you. Huh. In the first month, you are to eat bread made without yeast from the evening of the fourteenth day until the evening of the twenty-first day. For seven days, no yeast is to be found in your house, and whoever eats anything with yeast in it must be cut out from the community of Israel, whether he is alien or native-born. Okay. Um, eat nothing made with yeast. Wherever you live, you must eat unleavened bread. <laughs> so they're serious. This is in case in case you want to look this shit up. This is Exodus uh, chapter 12. And I don't know where it exactly starts, but 14 through 20 is where I'm talking about. And these fucks are serious about no yeast. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't understand like the cultural like significance of, of the whole no yeast thing. Like I don't, I can't think of a reason why yeast would not need to be used during that time. Other than it's like, this guy's like, listen, I fucking hate yeast. So this one time, give me this one time a year, no fucking yeast. Do you understand me? <laughs> well, so yeast is just, yeast creates a chemical reaction. It doesn't do anything to like the flavor of the bread or anything like that. It just creates a chemical reaction that causes bread to rise. So that's why unleavened bread is flat. Because you don't have that chemical reaction to cause the bread to rise. So the story that most people start out with, like the summary story, the background of the yeast thing, is that the reason that they don't eat, or the reason that they eat unleavened bread during this time is because they had to leave Egypt so quickly that they didn't have time to put the yeast in the bread that they were making. So they took the dough with them without yeast in it and that's what they had to cook 
so that they basically they left Egypt in such a hurry they didn't have time. And so they celebrate by eating the unleavened bread as they had to do at this time. So that's okay. like the summary thing. But that's not really I mean, that 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 is part of this. But that comes a little bit later. Like, I mean, still in Exodus I, um, chapter 12 or 13, I can't remember exactly. We're going to go over it. But the yeast thing is like a God thing. That's not like, hey, we didn't have time. So we do it like symbolically. Like, well, this is a God thing. Don't have yeast in your fucking house. Don't eat yeast or I will kick your ass out of Israel. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, this is all like before the last plague. Like, th- this is all before they left. So, yes. I don't I, like that's one point that I would bring up if anybody were were to ever spout that uh, at me is I'd be like, well, that that was before they left, though. So why they didn't have time then? I mean, they had all fucking night. They couldn't have just mixed in a little bit of yeast and had it rise. Well, they had more time than just the one night. I mean, they they were told of this prior. Yeah, because they I mean, he told them this is how you're going to do it. You need to go get a a lamb on the 10th or a kid on the 10th day and kill it on the 14th day and roast it. Like, I mean, so they were warned of this. We're, we're still talking about kids, right? Lambs or kids. We're not sure. <laughs> it's, it's, in the, <laughs> it's the same, basically the same thing to the Jews. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, at least to the Israelites at this time, right? <laughs> now we're going to move on to the rules for foreigners. Okay. Cause we, ju- they just mentioned no matter where you eat, whether you're, you know, a, a, a alien or a native born. So now we're going to talk about aliens and rules for foreigners. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, these are the regulations for Passover. No foreigner is to eat of it. Any slave you have brought may eat of it after you have circumcised him, but a temporary resident and a hired worker may not eat of it. So, so wait a second, master, you're telling me that I can have food, but you're going to have to cut part of my dick off first. Blood dick oath. I don't care about no blood dick oath, sir. I just want some <laughs> lamb or or kid. <laughs> I just want Jimmy's toe. Can I get his <laughs> toe without having to cut my dick off? <laughs> uh, it must be eaten inside one house. Take none of the meat outside the house. Do not break any of the bones. What if What if you had a house that you could lift up and move? Would that like still the, be like inside the, the one house? Like the trailer park? yeah (laughs) i i don't know i don't think they had movable homes at this time i don't know i mean you can move shit huts pretty easily (laughs) (laughs) no shit falls apart quick so go ahead okay do not break any of the bones okay so they have Uh to kill the animal somehow with without breaking its bone i guess you could slit his throat you know this is very weird because um later on in uh, the crucifixion of jesus it, they make they make sure to point out that none of his bones are broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this plays into the whole sacrifice bit. Uh, yeah. You know, just now, I like hearing that. I'm just now realizing it that that is significant in sacrifice to God, that no bones be broken. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the whole community of Israel must celebrate it. 
an alien living among you who wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover oh, no. must have all the males in his household circumcised. Oh, God damn. So if just a neighbor wants to come over for dinner, not only do you have to cut his dick off, but you have to cut anybody in his household's dick off. Can you imagine it? It's just like, hey, neighbor, I see you grilling over there. Can I come over? Oh, yeah, sure. But you know the rule. And he points to the sign. <laughs> it says no foreskins. <laughs> He's like, that's all right. I'll order pizza. (laughs) Oh, man. Then he may take part like one born in the land. No uncircumcised male may eat of it. The same law applies to the native born and the alien living among you. I really don't understand. There's a couple of things I don't understand. One, why does any of this matter? Like, like. Why is it necessary that the tip of your dick be gone in order to like share some lamb? <laughs> in order to get some veal, you can't have any foreskin. Well, not I mean, veal. Veal's cow. Oh, veal's cow. Mm-hmm. Which what do they call lamb? Lamb? Don't they have lamb, a specific name for lamb's meat, or is it just lamb? Lamb. Lamb is the baby. Oh, okay. Sheep. Oh, okay. Lamb is baby. Baby sheep. I'm stupid. Let's could let's act like that just didn't happen right there. Yeah. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Did, you didn't grow up on a farm? No, I just in Alabama. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So now that we know the rules for foreigners, we're going to uh, Moses and Aaron go and talk to the, is, the leaders, the elders, the elders of Israel and explain it all to them. So we're kind of going to go through that really quick because there are some more details that were left out of the original portion that are in this one. Wait, wait, wait. So, so like during the meeting, it's like, wait, you mean to tell me I can't share my lamb with somebody else unless they have part of their dick cut off? You seriously want me to tell them to pull down their trousers so I can inspect their dick to see if it if it has a, a, a small amount of skin on the dick? Is that what you're telling me I have to do right now? Well, yeah. <laughs> I like how you say that. Like, everybody does that. Don't you check the dick of everybody that comes into your home? I mean, when I have a dinner party, I make everybody drop trowel so I can check out their dick first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't I do not do that. Um, <laughs> it would be funny, though. Yeah. Like, I don't... I guess if... Let's move on. Um <laughs> then Moses summoned all of the elders of Israel and said to them, go at once and select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb or, or, or kid, uh, take a bunch of hyssop, which if, if you don't know what that is, it could also be hyssop. I'm not really sure how to say it. It's an herb in the mint family, um, that they wanted the lamb cooked with. Well, it sounds like Snoop Dogg trying to say hip hop. (laughs) Hyssop. Hyssop. (laughs) Um, so now like currently, actually hyssop surprisingly enough is used throughout the Bible. There are, there are several instances of this herb being talked about in the Bible. For easy. Mm-hmm. And okay. now, uh, this herb is used in perfume mostly. Okay. So take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood of the basin and put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the door frame. Not one of you shall go out the door in his house until morning. 
When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the doorframe. He will pass over that doorway and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, these motherfuckers be crazy. Yeah. I know I'm killing a bunch of kids out here, but pff, painting your doors with blood. Of the lambs or, or children. Yeah, we don't know which. Yeah. Uh, just imagine, let's just say that it's children. <laughs> they killed children. Yeah. On top of of the Lord killing children, there's a lot of ki- kid killing in this particular episode. Yeah, it's definitely limited to no advertising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants. When you enter the land that the Lord will give you, as He promised, observe this ceremony. And when your children ask you, "What does this ceremony mean to you?" then tell them it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. Then the people bowed down and worshiped. The Israelites did just what the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. So, Except for that one couple that got smote by the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't eat with a staff, so fuck him. Yeah, that (laughs) motherfucker forgot his shoes. At midnight... The Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. I have to mention, this is the third time that all of the livestock in in Egypt has been killed during the plagues. Well, this isn't just all the livestock. It's just the firstborn of the livestock. But they were all already dead twice. I know. I mean, they're <laughs> killing. I mean, they're basically they came through, shot the shot the bull in the head once, and then they came through again and pummeled them full of of, of bullets again. And then they're like, we're still not sure. And then they killed them again. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what livestock is alive. <laughs> to do this, but this is the third time that God has gone after fucking cows. I don't understand what they did to deserve any of this. <laughs> you just see the confused look on the cows' faces like, what did I do? I just moo and shit and eat grass. <laughs> so Pharaoh and all of his officials and all of the Egyptians got up during the night and there was loud wailing in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, up, leave my people, you and the Israelites, go worship the Lord as you have requested, take your flocks and herds as you have said and go and also bless me. Well, I would also like to note that that this is how we know this entire endeavor from Moses is a parable. Yeah. Uh, Because God comes in and kills all the firstborn which is the uh, a mirror image to how all of this started with uh, Pharaoh killing all of the firstborn of the Jewish people with yes. the exception of Moses. Yes. So this, this is a key indicator of a parable. Um, it, we, well, I'll mention this again once we run in, when we run into it, especially in the New Testament, because this is uh, very key to understanding why these stories are parables. When you have a mirroring effect like this, it, it's uh, you can you can bet that it's a parable that's meant to teach you something. Like right here, we've learned about Passover and uh, you know the, all of the ins and outs and bureaucracy of eating food and how and how evil yeast is yes how that fucking evil yeast i don't want to see any yeast hashtag fuck yeast (laughs) so i also think it's interesting because the last thing that 
Pharaoh says is, and also bless me. Now, Pharaoh doesn't believe in the Hebrew God. And even if he does, he doesn't worship him, nor does he need um, the Abrahamic God's blessings. He believes in Osiris. So why, why would he say this? I just, I don't think that he would say this. Well, it depends on what perspective you're, you're looking at it. Because if you look at it from the perspective of, you know, there's only one God out there, then uh, there's no way that he would ask this. But if you're looking at it from the perspective of multiple different gods exist, kind of like it, like Olympus, you know, with, with Greek gods and whatnot. Um, if, if you take that into consideration, which is, is a, a viewpoint of many scholars now, is that during like like during the time that that this portion of the Septuagint or the Old Testament was written, um, they had the perspective of well, we are the tribe of Yahweh, who is a god amongst the pantheon of all of these gods that do exist. Right. So when Pharaoh says, "Hey, bless me with your god," it's not that he believes in his God or anything like that, or he disbelieves in Osiris or anything. I think that it's more of an acknowledgement from Pharaoh that, Hey, your God exists up there. I need you to give me his blessings so that he won't fuck my shit up anymore. (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. Like, Hey, I I now accept the relevancy of your God, even though I don't worship yours. Well, right. But I mean, he's asked for blessings before. I know, which I've always thought is kind of ridiculous. Right. And I think that just from the, I I don't think the perspective's correct in thinking that there was only one God or that everybody at the time believed that there was only one God. Oh, the people at the time totally didn't believe that there was one God. True. I, I think that, that even the Jews believed in a pantheon of gods. Yeah. It was just that they were the servants of Yahweh. Right. Well, you know, it it's interesting. Um, I wonder why the Egyptians didn't call on Osiris to protect them from Yahweh. Like, you would think that they'd be like, all right, let's have a death match between Yahweh and Osiris. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, 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 I wonder don't, why that's not mentioned. Right. Well, I, I don't think that that's exactly how the Osiris cult worked um, or, or the Egyptian gods worked. Like, I think that you know, they they had priests that did prayers and everything like that. And of course, the Bible is from the Jewish perspective. Right. So um, I I don't think that they would have necessarily wanted to write in any kind of legitimacy to the, another God. Yeah. Another okay. God. That makes so sense. I think that like most most like movies and shit depict like them trying to perform different spells and, and uh, um, prayers and all that to mm-hmm. fight the, the uh, uh, Yahweh. And so I, I think that that kind of plays a role into it um, a little bit that, you know, the Jews just wouldn't have written in like the counter uh, prayer stuff. Okay. That they Makes done. sense. Okay. So as the Egyptians are leaving or sorry, as the Israelites are leaving, um, the Egyptians were, you know, urging them to basically get the hell out as quickly as possible for otherwise we will all die. So here's where this plays in. You ready? So the people, Israelites, took their dough before the yeast was added 
and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people and they gave them what they asked for. So the Israelites plundered the Egyptians. So, so like on their way out, they took all their shit. So, so not only did they get their freedom, but they stole everything from the Egyptian people not just like the Egyptian government. Yeah. Well, yeah. And technically they didn't steal it. Um, God basically manipulated the Egyptians to make them favorable toward the Israelites. And basically would, when the Israelites asked, the Egyptians would say yes. God made it to where the Egyptians would say yes. So stole kind of, but they asked and they gave it to them. Yeah, well, hide behind your technicalities there, Jews. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So. Also, it doesn't really help with the whole greedy Jew perspective here. It it doesn't. <laughs> just, to, just to point that out there. It doesn't because they took all of the Israelite shit when they left. Um, so the Exodus begins, um, on that very day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of Egypt by their divisions. The Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Succoth. <laughs> I know you love that. Succoth. Succoth. Uh, honey, can we go to Succoth tonight? <laughs> Not the actual place. You know what I'm talking about. Wink, wink. <laughs> Tongue emoji. <laughs> You're sick. There were about 600,000 men on foot besides women and children. <laughs> Going to Succoth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, many other people went up with them as well as large droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. With the dough they had brought from Egypt, they baked cakes of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast because they had been driven out of Egypt and did not have time to prepare the food for themselves. So there's where it goes. There's where the story has, you know, that it's, they didn't have time to add yeast. Well, they weren't fucking allowed to add yeast. They were told not to add yeast. They were told they weren't allowed to eat yeast. Yeah, I do believe it was. Now, listen, I want all the yeast out of your house. If I see any fucking yeast in this, <clears throat> I don't want to see any yeast in your house. If I find yeast in your goddamn house, I will put you out and you will be cast out of Israel. Do you understand me, people? Like, I believe that that was like almost the exact quote. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Almost, almost verbatim <laughs> accent and all. Exactly. Uh -huh. Okay. I don't want to hear shit about it. <laughs> but now they make it out to like, they didn't have time. So right. I don't know. Um, Inconsistencies in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. So Exodus chapter 12 ends with, um, with a little ex explana explanation of the importance of the Exodus. So now the length of time the Israelite uh, people lived in Egypt was 430 years. Um, at the end of the 430 years to the very day, all the Lord's divisions left Egypt because the Lord kept the vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt. On this night, all the Israelites are to keep vigil to honor the Lord for the generations to come. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you, Lord, for waiting 430 fucking years. Yeah. He <laughs> saved them, though. Not not bitter at all. <laughs> he could have saved them 420 years ago, 429 years ago. 
Yeah, or <laughs> but, or made it never happen at all. Yeah, he could have made it never happen at all, but no, but drags mm-hmm. ass 400 years. That's like four seconds to this motherfucker. Well, because you have to write in a persecution complex. Do, do you think that maybe God sneezed for a second, it, but, but the second turned into 430 years? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think. <laughs> like, he's like, all right, and then... <clears throat> Oh, fuck me. <laughs> no, I think, I, I mean, I think what you had to do is you had to write in this, the people suffering and God saving them. Like you have to make God out to be this hero person, you know, like. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, again, this is all to teach, um, but, you know, lessons and shit to mm-hmm. people because it's a parable. Right. Uh, and, and this 430 years of slavery or whatnot did not happen. Like no. there's no evidence for this at all in history or in archaeology or or geology even like there's there's no evidence of this at all. Right. Exodus chapter 13 starts out really super interesting. You ready? Oh, let's do it. The Lord said to Moses, "Consecrate to me the firstborn male, the first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether man or animal." Well, 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 um so does that mean kill? Uh, how, how, what does it mean that it belongs conse- to him? Consecrate. Well, so now consecrate now um, means more like I would imagine oil. Like, oh, okay. You know? But but here, um, and we'll get into it a little further down in chapter thirteen. Um, but consecrate now really means with with blood. Okay, so splash blood on your firstborn kid. All right, mm-hmm. that seems sanitary as fuck. Yeah. It's it's I guess it just continues on the whole firstborn idea. You know, he killed the firstborn of the well, the firstborns of the Israelites were killed. Then all the firstborns of Egypt were killed. And now we're going to bless the firstborns like we're going to consecrate the firstborns. The firstborns of everything belong to God. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of strange, but uh, OK. And I don't know of any ceremony where Jewish people do this. No. or Christian people, do you? Well, no, I don't. I don't recall like Jews splashing. Like it's kind of weird. I, I don't recall any Jews, you know, uh, consecrating their young with blood. But definitely Jews sucking off the tip of love newborn <laughs> babies. That thing legit happens. No, I mean, I mean specifically to the firstborn. <laughs> I I know. I understand. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's like a special firstborn ceremony. I don't know. In the comments, if there's like some special Jewish firstborn ceremony thing that they do, tell us about it, uh, please. Okay. So then Moses said to the people, commemorate this day, the day you came out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, because the Lord brought you out of it with a mighty hand. Eat nothing containing yeast, because apparently yeast is of the devil. Uh, <laughs> today, in the month of Abib, you are leaving... Uh, when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites. You love Jebusites. Jebusites. The land he swore to your forefathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey. You are to observe this ceremony in this month for seven days, eat bread made without yeast. And on the seventh day, hold a festival to the Lord. Eat unleavened bread during those seven days. Nothing with yeast in it is to be seen among you, nor shall any yeast be seen anywhere within your borders. On that day, tell your son, I do this because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. The observance will be for you 
like a sign on your hand and a reminder on your forehead that the law of the Lord is to be on your lips. For the Lord brought you out of Egypt with his mighty hand. You must keep this ordinance at, at the appointed time year after year. That was really boring. I know. And a lot about yeast. Yeast. So yeast. not only no yeast in your house, no yeast in the borders. N- none in the borders. You you have yeast. You're fucking out of here. I wonder if they like have this like big ritual in Israel where they like take all of the yeast in the entire country and get rid of it. Uh, pro- I don't know. For uh, seven days until after Passover. And then they like get it shipped back in. Like, do they ship maybe. it out? Ship it back in? Uh, I don't know. That'd be a lot of logistics. Is Plus, it, like, how would you regulate that? I, I don't know. I imagine something like prohibition in the 1920s here in America. Like, they have, like, these back rooms where it's just people cooking up yeast and shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's like, come on, and give me the password. Blood dick oath. All right. <laughs> you can get in. Have all the yeast that you want to, you freaking Jew. <laughs> but you can't, like... But you can't, um, I mean, you can't eat yeast. Like yeast, yeast is an active ingredient. Like it's a, it, it creates a chemical reaction. It's a, it doesn't, it's not a thing you, you can't eat yeast. Okay. Well then it's a bread par- parlor that you're eating illegal bread in. <laughs> How fucking ridiculous is that? It is ridiculous. Okay. So now we're going to talk more about the law of the firstborns. Yay. After the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and gives it to you, as he promised on oath to your forefathers, you are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. So you have to kill the firstborns of all the lambs, but you can keep the firstborns of all the donkeys so long as you redeem it with the blood of a of a lamb. So you still have to kill an animal to keep a different animal alive. Like why the donkeys? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. Like I guess maybe like does donkey meat like just not taste good? Like oh, lambs are better, so yeah, don't kill the donkeys cuz they they taste you, like shit. I don't think you use donkeys for like eating I don't, well, no, I, I don't, I've never heard of people using donkeys for eating, but you know, I've, I've never heard of mixing up lamb and kid before either. <laughs> okay. So if you don't redeem the firstborn donkey with the blood of a different animal you killed, um, you have to break its neck. Well, that escalated kind of quick. Yep. <laughs> break its neck. Don't you dare sacrifice that little shit. You yeah, understand no, you gotta me? break its neck. <laughs> Um, so redeem it with blood or break its neck. You also have to redeem every firstborn among the sons. Now, the next sentence is not, if you do not redeem it, break its neck, (laughs) but but it seems like it should be given the last sentence. (laughs) Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, what happens if you don't redeem the firstborn and also do you redeem it with the blood of lamb? I, I don't know. Or or a different kid, because we don't know which is lamb or probably, kid. It's probably the blood from his dick after they cut off his foreskin. <laughs> Gross. Okay. 
Okay, so in the days to come, when your son asks you, what does this mean? Say to him with a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed every firstborn in Egypt, both man and animal. This is why I sacrifice to the Lord, the male offspring of every womb and redeem each one of my firstborn sons. And it will be like a sign on your hand and a symbol on your forehead that the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his mighty hand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I still don't understand why the sacrificing of the firstborn thing, but you know, who knows? Lord's got to get his first, I guess. Well, I mean, I mean, it's kind of, it's just symbolic of him saving the firstborns of the Israelites, I guess. Well, what I don't get is, is that obviously this God in the old Testament is a blood God. Like, I don't see how you can get around that. Also, I call bullshit on this whole thing about the Old Testament God being the same as the New Testament God. They're obviously, uh, you know, modeled after different, uh, you know, um, uh, groups of people. Like, I mean, obviously these are Jews, New Testament's Christians, but, but I mean, it's pretty obvious that the Old Testament God is nothing like the New Testament God because the New Testament God doesn't gloat over like blood sacrifices and shit. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He kind of does because he gloats over the whole sacrificing of a human thing. And I don't know. He does kind of still seem like a blood god. Never mind. Forget that. He's blood god throughout. He's just a little bit more secretive about it in the last one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because they have to make him in the New Testament. They, you know, Christians, they have to make him out to be this um, all forgiving, all loving, you know, good God. God is good. Good. Good is a very big thing in the whole New Testament Christianity thing. Mm -hmm. Um, God being good and forgiving and loving. That's, that's not the old Testament. Right. At all. No, because he'll fuck a motherfucker up quick. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. They, they do, they do make the, they do the differentiation between um, the Jewish God and the Christian God which are the same God and also the, you know, Islamic God. They're all the same God. They're all the Abrahamic God. They're all the same. They, they, but they differentiate them as if they're not, which I find interesting. Um, But I mean, if you ask most Christians, they will tell you that their God is not the same God as the uh, Islamic God, but it is. Yeah. It it totes is. Islam just adds different things. Well, just like Christianity added different things to theirs stemming from the Jew Jewish lore. Goddamn Jews. <laughs> All right. So that's it for today, right? Yes. Next time, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Exodus, how the Israelites camp by the Red Sea, um, how Pharaoh chases the Israelites, um, and that people are scared, um, that Moses assures them uh, that they will not die. Um, the the whole parting of the red sea right Mm -hmm. that's next time the egyptians being destroyed uh we get the song of moses which is just special um (laughs) and uh then the song of miriam so all of that happens next time so that'll be a that'll be a good one interesting yeah well i hope that you heathens love this one if you will please comment with fuck yeast in the comment (laughs) section uh to let us know that you got down this far yeah tell us reasons why you think fuck yeast is a good idea 
or why why you think yeast is such a big fucking problem like i wonder if i wonder if they just didn't understand how yeast works so it seemed like magical look you put this magical shit in there and the bread rises otherwise it stays flat as a fucking whatever the fuck is flat 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 is the flat is the earth yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyways guys we will see you heathens later don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all. Have you-